welcome to One More Turn, a classic gaming podcast that's always free to play. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And Kevin, joining us this week to talk Star Wars colon Jedi Knight colon Dark Forces 2, or possibly I've confused and reversed some of those, we have game developer of developer of titles such as Threes and Puzzle Juice and the upcoming Closed Castles, a member of the Forbes Games 30 Under 30 and most iconic hat in game development. It's Asher Vollmer. Hello. Well, hi there. Welcome, Asher. Hi. Thanks for having me. Super excited. So there's there's three things that I love in my life, and I was not there at their creation. Well, two of them I wasn't there at creation. One was the invention of beer, because I love a nice beer. Mm-hmm. Two, I was not alive when Professor Naismith created basketball, but I was alive for the invention of threes. Threes, Asher, and I appreciate that. You have you have you have contributed to one of my three addictions in life. And I, I, thank I, you. I apologize, and you're welcome. Uh, I have this I have this conversation a lot with people where they're like really happy to see me, but also mad that I exist and that I've had such an impact on their life. So, oh, there is no there's no mad here. It's okay, completely compl- I I am I am an addict, but I I admit it. The first step is admitting it. The second yeah. step is saying you enjoy it. <laughs> I like I like this two step program. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, this is also part of our our program as to getting guests that were that were involved slightly in or in, in any way for threes. Because earlier we had uh, the voice of twenty four on. Uh-oh. That is wait crap. Is that Kyle Pulver? Uh oh. That's forty eight. That's forty eight. Oh no, twenty four. Is that Corey Nolan? That is Corey Nolan. Oh. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Nolanator. Yeah. No, she she dropped that trivia bomb on us, and I hyperventilated. Just on air, just completely destroyed. I'm sorry for not knowing. I didn't know I'd be quizzed on the characters in my game, like, instantly. <laughs> Quick, who's 196? 192, 192, you mean? Yeah, Excuse 192. Me? Oh. That's, that's Sean Day 9 plot. Not even, not even a question. Uh. Just no sweat. Just didn't even, didn't even, didn't even flinch on that one. So today we're talking Star Wars games of old. Uh, specifically, we're talking uh, Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight. It's Jedi Knight Dark Forces Two, right? It's two. Okay. Well, yeah, because there's Jedi Knight Two, and that's a very different game. That's that's Jedi Outcast. I think. Wait, I think it is Dark Forces but, Two colon Jedi Knight. No, no, it's 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 Jedi Knight colon. It goes okay. So. Okay. <laughs> Werner, Werner Herzog is, is having a field day with all these colons in these titles. There's no Jedi Knight colon Dark Forces. It's just Star Wars Dark Forces. Okay. And then when they made the sequel, it's Jedi Knight colon Dark Forces 2. And then when they made the third in the series, it's Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Academy. Well, <laughs> when, Jedi when, Outcast. Wait, yeah, Sorry, Jedi, Jedi Outcast. Outcast. And then Jedi Academy is just its own thing. I don't think it yeah. has Jedi Knight right. or Dark Forces attached to it, even though it's like clearly like the fourth game in the series. Today we're concerned with the Empire of the Kyle Katarn series. And I looked this up today, uh, Star Wars colon Jedi Knight colon Dark Forces, without the two at the end, is actually a book that exp- uh, is the narrative of the game and of these two games. Oh, really? So, so like that's like the script that they're running on, I guess, in the FMVs? Yeah, pretty much is the is that book that doesn't have the two in it. Okay. Available yeah. now on Amazon.com. Uh, <laughs> it is. I read them when I was little. It was very. I was very excited. So then, how like how, how big a part I guess of the Star Wars extended universe was your your upbringing? Was your I'm this huge Star Wars nut, but it it is a hundred percent from the video games because I've probably seen each of the movies twice. 
and that's it. That's all I've ever seen them. As so you far saw as the concerned. the precursor series one time too many on each each of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Actually, I haven't seen. Okay. I've only seen. I'm not sure I've even seen those twice, actually. Um, but, well, so you're doing it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I actually recently, I, I was in a similar, I'm in a similar situation. I have only seen the original, I watched the original three Star Wars when they were re-released with those weird extra CG scenes mm-hmm. that didn't, that were just kind of there as, as interstitial moments of just like, hey, here's where we are again. We're in the clouds. Yeah, that was, that was the birth of George Lucas sort of like trying to figure out what he can do with his newfound power. I recently rewatched it was Empire Strikes Back, which has a very, a very odd opening in that movie. Now watching it again in hindsight, where it's oh that that entire like that movie begins with a scene that literally contributes nothing to the movie except to kind of explain the scars on Mark Hamill's face. Wait, what's how's it start? That's the the Hoth, Hoth. scene. Hoth. Oh, Hoth doesn't do anything for the plot. It doesn't move the plot forward. Like, not at all. It's just like, wow. oh, everyone is stationed in Hoth, and then uh, Luke goes out and doesn't come back. And everyone's like, oh, no, where's where's yeah, Luke? I, there, there's my great Harrison Ford Yeah, I, I think the Hoth thing is specifically just made so that they're all together at the start. And mm-hmm. then they all, you know, uh, separate with the wind, so to speak. Right. It also it sells does... Bantha sleeping bags. Right. Bantha sleeping bags. <laughs> and the fact that every planet in the Star Wars universe has one environment. Like, if you want a different environment, you have to go to a different planet. Sure. It makes programming it in Minecraft much easier. Oh, much. We were digging through, I guess, the, the catalog of Star Wars-based games right before this episode, and we were giggling profusely because I am amazed. I am just ab- I am in awe right now of just how many titles here exist. My the extent of my of my kind of Star Wars gaming kind of stopped in like '93, I think, with uh, the Rebel Assault games, and then picked back up in Soul Calibur Four when I could play as Darth <laughs> Vader. So I have this big gap right now. Yeah, because this was my childhood. So anything before 2005, I've probably played and enjoyed. Oh, so you didn't have a chance to play Sharpshooter Clone Training? I did not play Sharpshooter Clone Training, sadly. Okay. Does that sound? How do you like train a, a clone? Shouldn't you only train like one guy? I'm not sure you understand how cloning works. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you train one guy and then yeah. you clone him 50,000 times and there's your army. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just pop out. This this game you you mentioned you mentioned specifically Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Mhm. I'm going to get this wrong like every other time. I'm going to like we're it's going to be a different thing every time. And so my apologies here. But like so this was this was one particular game that that stuck out to you. What was it about this game specifically? I guess around many of the others, uh, uh, at like the, the thousand other Star Wars games that are out there. Why did I choose <laughs> this one? Uh, is sure. because uh, at the time I was really big into Lucas Arts and all the Lucas Arts point and click adventure games mm-hmm. that 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 we hold so dear in all of our hearts. I knew that I liked adventure games, and I was like sort of not sold on this whole first person shooter concept that people were comp- that were people were excited about, like Doom looked totally unappealing to me just like running around like a, a maze and like blood pops out of people and like this looks really boring and i don't like it but people were really harping on how good first person shooters are so i wanted to try getting into that genre and so i did it through a proven company that i knew i enjoyed which was lucas arts so i saw that they had jedi knight dark forces 2 i'd never played dark forces 1 because it looked too much like uh like a doom clone basically mm-hmm. so i jumped into this game and it like totally blew my mind like how cool the star wars universe is because like i said i wasn't that big of a star wars fan how big how cool the universe is and like all the different ways of playing it because i love how this game starts you without force powers or anything it's just like you're just a normal guy 
and then as the game progresses you like learn force powers and get a lightsaber and like fight a sith lord and like it ramps it up like 100 percent. and this like totally blew my my i guess i was 10 around this time and it was also the first time that i tried um editing video games because they had like a really good editor so i would like go make make my own levels and go online and look at other people's levels and admire them and i just spent a lot of time digging into this game and which is why yeah it's that's, that's really fascinating that you mentioned about it, specifically about like the the about first person shooters because the, because there is such a vast catalog of of star wars games they they cover so <laughs> many different classic genres of that time like you know i remember the the movie the movie platformers on super nintendo like those were those were pretty solid games yeah um but are also like very different than playing x-wing which like x-wing is considered like one of the, like the classic the classic like spaceship piloting games <laughs> Or even like Rebel Assault. Rebel Assault. Rebel Assault was great. Oh my that god. That was like a rail shooter, right? I, so, I believe there were there were I know there yeah. was a series of rail shooting games that were very cinematic in like a live FMV sort of way. I'm getting to the point where the titles now I could just take a Star Wars word, fill in a random noun that is something that seems like a problem. <laughs> like we have, uh, you know, we've got like, oh, Jedi, Jedi Assault. We have Jedi Knight Dark Forces. There's Jedi Outcast. We have like... Uh, Lego like Star Jedi... Wars sounds like a problem, to be fair. <laughs> Big problem. Lego Star Wars. <laughs> Sith Root Canal. Like, oh, like... <laughs> I kind of want to play that game. I want Star Wars Dentistry. Well, you've seen all the Princess Dentist games that are out. It doesn't. Oh, they're it, terrifying. Yeah, they're horrifying. So I want there to be more. I want Disney to release some Jedi ones. Jedi, <laughs> Jedi dentistry. So oh my who gosh, do you yeah, play in Jedi like dentistry? Crossover. Like the, you're the imperial <laughs> imperial dentist to the to the Empire. Well, you can choose like, the light side or the dark side. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> the dark side of dentistry. <laughs> you, you believe in Novocaine yeah, or like, you believe in a natural? You, you just like dentistry. pull out the teeth and you try to fix them. Those are those are your choices. I'm thinking of it in terms. I'm thinking of this as a as a, a robot construction simulator that oh you God. are building the robot dentists that you are then shipping out to other to different star fleets. That sounds amazing, um, and you'll probably see on your Star Wars games list a uh, droid factory or something along those lines. I was prime age to be just like thrown edutainment at me back when it was like not this horrifying word that sounds terrible like edutainment like sound like i think there's a lot of terrible games that seem like they're trying to educate kids but they're just awful but there were like a bunch of really good star wars edutainment games that were just about letting kids like play with and experiment and try things like and the droid builder was the best one of them because you would choose you know what kind of legs you would give the robot if they give them legs or so wait, or wheels or and they all had different advantages and they could have like puzzles where you had to like give them arms or guns and you had to figure it out it was like so much fun so oh. if, if i'm hearing you right there literally is a game that is basically empire mechanic yes <laughs> star wars yes. colon empire mechanic <laughs> yes it's amazing i'm sorry what? this this I'm, i want to be helpful in this episode but i'm just gonna like be consumed by nostalgia because i'm just <laughs> i have so many pleasant memories of like me in computer camp like playing this well no that's absolutely what that's exactly what what we're we're hoping to extract here is these, these wonderful star wars stories i mean like what you're describing right now is actually almost fits in hand in hand with this new popular this popularity of uh, 
basically worker games mm-hmm. uh, specifically like a professional simulations in that like we're going to we're going to take an aspect of what it seems to be like a rather either like mundane job and we're going to make about like the most realistic or sometimes <laughs> the most cartoony simulator that we can get for it you know between like your farmer simulator car mechanic simulator mm-hmm. firefighters why do we not have like star wars droid mechanic at the same time because mm-hmm. that seems like it has some like if that's something that you mess around with can sometimes have like could make some absolute absolutely hilarious results possibly even to the point where he has like cut scenes about how scenes of the movie might change if the robots were slightly different oh maybe there's a personal connection like when darth vader rolls up into your into your building one day you have to like behave and like Mm. not say the wrong thing to him (laughs) does not have any of your droids run into him yeah right they stumble around that one star star wars administrative assistant i should probably know that's probably that with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> your, yeah, your goal is uh, yeah, not to get choked to death here's yeah here's what happened when i accidentally put the english voice box into r2d2 and he just cursed like henry rollins <laughs> during the movies that's we'll so be right good. back on one more turn Welcome back to One More Turn, where we're talking Star Wars, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And I'm Asher. So this week, Jim and Asher, we are playing as... I'm not going to repeat the title because it's too damn long, but the game was released in 1997 by LucasArts, uh, directed by a Justin Chin who directed the first of this trilogy, which was just Dark Forces, not the book. Like, like Asher kind of mentioned, is a Doom-style kind of first-person shooter, notably different from other first-person shooters in that at the time, in that it came, you went into a third-person mode to, to do your lightsaber battles and lightsaber fighting. Like I said, came out in 97. Other games around this time that are first-person shooters, Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, uh, GoldenEye 007, Quake 2, Hexen 2, Fallout, although Fallout, you know, Fallout, it didn't become a first-person shooter until the third. Uh, and just some other kind of titles that kind of reminded me of like Ravine and Wing Commander and, of course, X-Wing v. TIE Fighter. X-Wing v. TIE Fighter is kind of popular, right? Like people are like really want a sequel mm-hmm. of that. Like it's kind of like a whole whole thing that people are, are desiring, right? Yeah. Theoretically, though it is it is in fact like the one game that I missed, despite it being the most popular game on, of all time and me being super into Star Wars. I have no idea what that game is. It was it was like the the def, almost like the definitive joystick game, like where you had um. a flight stick. I kind of remember having one, and which is weird because I think when I was maybe six years old, that was the closest I would ever to be to a pilot. Nowadays, you put one of those in my hand, and it's like inverted what axis, and then I fly into the side of the Death Star. <laughs> they had an expansion pack, and that expansion pack, I think it's called like. Secrets of the Empire or no, it, Mysteries myth, of the Sith? Mysteries, mysteries of the Sith. Mysteries of the Sith. It's another, like, there's a problem of the something. Uh, but the Mysteries of the Sith, you could play as a uh, popular or, uh, Star Wars expanded universe of novels. You could play Mara Jade, who is Luke's wife slash mm-hmm. um, assassin. So there's a whole other story. I'm not even sure if we'll be able to get into it. You might have, you might, I don't know if you played, mis- I, I don't know if you played Star Wars colon Jedi Knight colon Dark Forces 2 colon Mysteries of the Sith. I absolutely did play all of that, all those <laughs> oh, wow. words put together. Um, and yeah, that was my like introduction to the extended universe. And like what got me into reading even like some of the novels was like, oh, this Mara Jade's connected to Luke, who's in that movie that I saw that one time. 
It was very exciting. <laughs> that didn't catch that didn't catch you so much, but now you are. <laughs> but I watched the second time. Having like this like this huge universe of characters you can just like sort of lightly touch in like all of these different pieces of media is just so ex- there's something very pleasurable about that. And it's why Marvel is exploding right now, because everything they do is very lightly connected to each other. And so when you see those very light connections, it makes watching, you know, that huge long series or those movies totally worth it. Because you're like, oh, I see how Captain America relates to Thor now. And I see how one out of every ten people in this world is actually Stan Lee. (laughs) (laughs) It's ubiquitous. I recently heard that because of those appearances, he's technically like the fourth highest grossing actor in showbiz history. No, that can't be. That can't be right. But I think it has to do with, like, the money that he gets as part of Marvel. Like, they're counting his, like, executive Marvel money as an actor actor's pay because he's technically right. an actor in it. Yes, well, does that, right. does that include Chase? Does that include Mallrats? I mean, does that executive yeah. pay include Mallrats? <laughs> Presu- yeah, it's like a five bucks that he got. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he was, he was in Mallrats? There's a scene between him and I can't think of the guy's name, but it's the dude who was in My Name is Earl. And he just has a scene where it's basically like that guy's obsessed with comic books and he meets Stan Lee and he has all like the super silly comic book questions like how come Superman when having sex with Lois Lane didn't kill her because of his (laughs) because of his shotgun blast like that's great. That's they're all dirty. There's not a clean example, Jim. I wish I could give you a clean example. I mean, it's it's small rats. I mean. It's, it's yeah, Kevin Smith. I well, understand. Now I know that Mallrats is part of the Marvel Universe. I never knew that. That means Chasing right, yeah, Amy so, is. That means Jay and Silent Bob. I mean, all of it. When you're listing off the, the games at the time, I think like the one that sticks out to me is actually, like there's a lot of, of, of like Quake influences, I think, in this game. Although admittedly, like, you know, that's like saying, you know, that's like saying, you know, like that Beowulf is an influence on, you know, anything. And it's like, like the, like the models of the, like the models of a lot of the aliens that you fight in this game, which is pretty much like the vast majority of everything, right? Like mm-hmm. you're shooting stormtroopers, you're shooting aliens. Like that's generally what you're fighting against, aside from like the occasional like boss character who shows up in a lot of the FMV cutscenes. Uh, which I'm putting a bookmark in right now because FMV cutscenes are my jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get to the FMV, Jim. We will get right. to that. So I, I was wondering if this, if you said that this game really uh, got you interested, I guess, in the Star Wars extended universe, did the, I guess, did the first person shooter aspects also stick in? Or you said like, or did you more like enjoy it in spite of that? No, I mean, this was really just my introduction to the first person world and I, learn to love it and because because i did feel like totally immersed in the universe and like all of the set design and like production design stuff and all the different aliens because all the aliens were based on star wars aliens from the movies it actually made watching the movies again very exciting because i was like oh my god they have that same exact computer console that, that that was in all these different levels now i see like it's all connected and they just took all the music from the star wars movies as well so oh. i mean i this totally sold me on first person shooters and how immersive they can be I didn't know they went as specific as individual computer consoles. That mm-hmm. makes me incredibly excited. I mean, they used the the sound effects also, like the laser, yep. like the Star Wars, the Stormtrooper, like laser rifle sound. Like those are the sounds from it. There's the only thought that I had, or at least the only confusion I had, was specifically in the binoculars. There are a couple of cutscenes in this that have the main character Kyle Kinane. Kyle um, Katarn. Yes, Kyle Katarn. uh, I like refer to him as Kyle Kinane from now on, uh, (laughs) who's now a Chicago comedian and Jedi. Um, (laughs) There is an interface with the binoculars that I spent a good chunk 
of yesterday trying to figure out what the interface was because there were meters that were moving when the binoculars weren't. And okay. there, like there were multiple ones of these. Uh, I'll have to bring these up. I'll put a video of them. You got it. Uh, I'm trying to, kind to understand this. this. There's going to be like a even like a fake electronic device or some sort of again some sort of computer or some sort of interface. I want to know like what is that interface? <laughs> now, obviously, like you know that's kind of that, that's like such a nitpicky thing to 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 think about. But it's like that's there. So why is it like? Did they just make this decision of like, oh, we're just going to make this look as futuristic uh, Jim, as possible? Jim, when when you play Star Wars colon uh, manufacturing mechanic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, that, all that is answered in that game. Yeah, uh, Star the, Wars systems engineer. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think the binoculars are from the movie. The minu- the movie has the same thing where they'll look through binoculars and then there's just like a bunch of lights flashing and you're like these it's these true. things aren't measuring anything they're just there to make it look future and lots and of media fantasy like though now i want to believe that it's measuring like some background radiation of the universe that all the droids run on for when, yeah. we, when we remake droid mechanic yeah and it also tracks like the force influence exactly it's like there's something important happening here let's move meters around <laughs> uh you were talking about the immersion uh, on this one asher and, and mm-hmm. there was i totally agreed i was you know, played through it and there was like little details I thought just kind of added nice little touches to like there being a world here, like all the animals, there's just random animals mm-hmm. that just show up. Mm-hmm. Or like when you, towards the end of the game, uh, near the Valley of the Jedi, I'm rolling my eyes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the MacGuffin of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. There's a drill, like I guess they had to drill down and you pass by the drill that they mm-hmm. used to like drill. It's not on, it's just there. Mm-hmm. It's just like little touches like that to kind of give it like, oh, sh- shit really happened here or, or this is a real world or just the people walking by that, you know, you could kill innocents, you know. Just, yeah, it's just so that, makes you, that makes you go to the bad side, the dark side. Which does actually change, which changes the ending, which I thought was kind of neat. I think it may have been the first first shooter game that I, pl- that I played that had multiple endings to it. I also had like a, a the first one to have um, uh, diverging like skill paths as well. Mm-hmm. Like I remember uh, Deus Ex wasn't until like a couple wasn't until like a couple years later. That's a good point. Uh, I didn't even think about that. If you chose too many light side powers, you couldn't choose dark side powers. Uh, or if right. you chose any dark side powers, there were certain light side ones that w- would not unlock. There right, right. There was like well, there was like basically there was a master dark side power and a master light side power. You can only get those if you specialized down the light side path. There was a similar uh, progression in KOTOR, I think, eventually. Though, honestly, the neutral powers were the most fun because those are like super speed and jump really far. And... Right. Yeah, There's yeah. ones that are fun to play with if yeah. you're playing. This is like the, the Just Cause 2 or the Titanfall aspects of this game that make it just so fun to just being able mm-hmm. to run through an Imperial starship and then just bounce off the walls and mm-hmm. just do what and go full like Unreal Tournament on it. And like, yeah, they made they made lightsaber combat feel really good despite it being the first game with like the first person shooter with lightsaber combat in it. Because basically, depending on which arrow keys you're pressing, when you swipe the lightsaber, he would do different moves and the lightsaber would move different way. And like the angle of the lightsaber was important to whether or not it would hit the other people. And if they were fighting with a lightsaber, in multiplayer especially, like it would either bounce off or deflect and you could lunge with your lightsaber. It's like they had like this whole huge, really detailed, like super fun lightsaber combat system that, that I don't know, it just felt unique and weird and cool and would also like if you swiped it while you're being shot at it would reflect blaster shots it made it a little bit more difficult to use a lightsaber Mm -hmm. than at least certainly the movies depict where it's okay you know here is you know luke skywalker he's the the neo of star wars and he's just able to you know deflect everything and attack and it's wonderful Mm -hmm. where in this case like 
you're starting as this like Jedi apprentice. Mm -hmm. This is like your first show with a with a lightsaber. And there specifically is that feeling to you as as the player mm -hmm. as well that you are just learning how to use this thing. And yeah, you're gonna get roughed up a little bit even though you have this tool of seemingly infinite power. Mm -hmm. So I was just saying like yeah, but once you get once you get good at it, it feels like a dance. It feels like totally choreographed and like super fun and floaty to play around with. I'm just going to gush about this game forever. <laughs> I, I think I did. I knew, you could gush. I did have an issue with he literally is like by 6 a.m. He grabs this, the saber by 6 p.m. He is a Jedi master. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like there is no like, training montage. Like, give me a training montage. Give me a master to like, you know, teach him a couple things. But like, it's literally like Luke had to go decades, you know, to learn his, his trade. And this How guy, Kyle Katarn is just, you know, the metachlorians are off the roof with this guy, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah. he just, like, picks it up. He's like, oh, okay, kind of fumbles around with it. All no. of a sudden, he's defeating Sith Lords by the end. Though, to be fair, <laughs> this came out before the prequels when there was, this, like, established, like, Jedi Academy and midi-chlorians and all that stuff. For all we knew, Luke was just a terrible Jedi and took forever to pick it up. <laughs> and then Kyle's, like, just the normal guy who walks up, like, oh, I can use the Force, and then, like, just starts destroying everyone with it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's, like, he's just some guy who looks a lot like Will Wheaton, and then just, like, hey, look, I just stumbled onto the set here, and we have this guy We have this guy who looks like Paul Schaefer from The Letterman Show with Google glasses on. Uh, let's see what happens. But I also like this idea of, being, of having more, I guess, motion control, not in, like, the connect sort of way um, but rather in this idea that eventually in this star wars expanded universe of video games we can come up with like a lightsaber version of quap or like tori bosh oh or something God. like that because you'll just be cutting off your limb at every moment <laughs> the fact that you, could, you like, can't cut off limbs in this game too right there's limb destruction oh. too poor at88 just gets everything chopped <laughs> off at some point or another well he was a jerk he deserved it he was programmed to be a jerk. <laughs> That's true. You're, we're getting some good deep free will conversations about whether or not droids are evil or not. Oh my gosh! So I gotta. I have to ask. Let's talk about Kyle. <laughs> Let's talk about Kyle here. What about Kyle? So I guess in the first one, the first of the Kyle trilogy, as I'm gonna call it, he's he's basically Han Solo, and then mm -hmm. in this one, he is basically luke skywalker uh he's han solo for the first three levels and then he's luke, luke skywalker for the rest of it mm. I, I think i think the only problem i really have with kyle is his name he doesn't, it doesn't kyle is not a star wars name at all <laughs> and i really have a problem when he becomes the emperor uh on the dark ending because he becomes emperor kyle like that's like <laughs> the worst name <laughs> emperor kyle do they call him emperor kyle they better not well he's emperor katarn He's in my mind. He's Emperor Kyle. Uh, Emperor Kyle. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he went to prep school at Jedi Academy. Like he sounds uh, like he sounds like a boarding school guy. Why? Why is Luke any better? As far as like Luke's at least biblical. Like <laughs> Luke is like oh like, right for the Jedi Bible. No, I know, but like like. Luke, the name Luke evokes something kind of biblical. But Kyle like just sounds way. like. Kyle just sounds like he went to like you know like Stanford University. <laughs> like, oh right, like he's just yeah a bro. the Jedi yeah Jedi outcast Chad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am the Jedi Master Jeff. Well, right. I didn't know the background, I guess, of Dark Forces, and so like there's a line in one of the cutscenes where Kyle receives 
the lightsaber uh, from his from his father's from his father's hologram, kind of. And the way that I heard it was, here's a lightsaber that belonged to a friend and great Jedi, Ron. Like what? <laughs> That's just like getting a, a lightsaber from your stepdad. They're like, thanks, Ron. Thanks for giving me your lightsaber, great, great Jedi stepdad, Ron. You're not my you're not my real great Jedi. <laughs> It's, there's no there's no history of force in their family or anything or in Jedi's. Here I put a lightsaber in this robot from that I had from my friend that I'm giving to you that I guess you might need to use to find the to the MacGuffin of the Jedi. Which which is unexplained wait, I don't know why Kyle's dad knows where the Valley of the Jedi is, considering he has no connections to the Jedi at all. Right. Like you would think Yoda might have that knowledge. Like yeah. you would think there's like 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 someone, you know, maybe who was on that council might know. Not not their like not their uh, executive assistant. You know, oh Morgan. I just figured it out. Um Kyle's dad was in a relationship with this other Jedi. Like they they were lovers. That's the only way this makes any sense. Okay. Sure. Is then he wasn't like, an intern at the Jedi Academy no, when he was no, coming no. up. No, his dad was like a the famous janitor. inventor or something. And then uh, he was bedding this this Ron guy. And then at night, Ron would whisper to him where the Valley of the Jedi was. I yeah, want to play Jedi Janitor Simulator. Yes. <laughs> I want to play Star Wars Jedi Uncle Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's a din- it's a like dinner table. It's like a Thanksgiving dinner converse- like, conversation <laughs> simulator. Is you need to you need to appease all of your Jedi family members. Those are not the mashed potatoes you're looking for. <laughs> sure. What's uh real quick? There's I, I have a couple. There's a couple I guess of lore questions that I have, and they may not actually be answerable. So my apologies there. What is the difference between a Sith and a Dark Jedi? Because this is that is the thing that was mentioned briefly. They're like, oh no, a Dark Jedi is a specific thing, and it's not the same thing as a Sith. What's the difference between the two? I think I mean I don't know, but okay, basically. <laughs> Basically, I don't want to get too deep into this nerdy lore stuff. That's not even canon anymore, according to everyone on the planet, uh, according to big, big old Mickey. But basically, the Sith were an ancient alien race that were Force-sensitive and good at, the, at evil. They went extinct, and then when people discovered the dark side of the Force again, they stole the traditions from the ancient Sith and passed those down for thousands of years. And so that's what the, so a Sith is like a specifically trained evil person. And a dark Jedi is someone who was a Jedi and then became evil. So. Sure. And it's also kind of strange when, like, you, you get introduced to the first boss fight, which is a guy who kind of looks like, kind of looks a little bit like a young Keanu Reeves, where he's just like, oh, all I really know are dark Jedi. So all I all I know about you is just rumors that circulated about, like, around the dark Jedi dorms. We'll be right back on One More Turn. Welcome back to One More Turn, where we're talking Star Wars, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. Yes! I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And I'm Asher. As I mentioned before, this game has one of the most... One of the, I guess, one of the pieces that are that I am... That fall closest to my heart, and that it has full motion video. Specifically, uh, on top, it is people acting in front of a green screen that is displaying graphics that are probably reminiscent of, like... 
Age of Empires, maybe? And actually, I recommend it. I'll post it up a video of... I, there's videos online that are compilations of all of the cutscenes of this just mashed together, and they are spectacular. <laughs> I cannot recommend this enough. Not because, like, oh, this is an awful thing to make fun of, but it's wonderful. Like, it is so wonderful to me. In the like in that time period of like mid to late nineties, specifically, there is that like command and conquer style cutscene that mm -hmm. falls so near and dear to my heart, where it's we only have the money to hire about six or seven actors, and we're gonna do the best that we can with that. For one you're day. To For one day. Yeah, you're gonna believe that yes, the fate of the world is at stake, <laughs> if not the galaxy, and that only a select few people, including you know about this and can contribute to this the object is there is this bad guy and he wants to find the valley of the i don't a thing it's like this laser it's like this this laser orb or like this it's this egg it's a jedi egg it's, right it's the ending of lost if you ever watched lost yeah i mean i've i've played this game a lot and have and i still am unaware what the valley of the jedi is or it's, why it's important it's described mm. as like a Jedi Master graveyard. And it's implied okay. that like all the Jedi's when they die, all their force <laughs> comes out of the ground and then you could just stand over their force and gain their force powers or energy. And it lets it's... it lets you become the emperor of the galaxy if you do it right. Yeah. Emperor <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> right. But like it's something like an idea that has never existed in any kind of Star Wars universe before. Like you would think if this if this was canon in any way at the time every Jedi on the planet would be looking for the Jedi of the Valley to gain, like, you know, it's like insta-Jedi powers, basically. Well, I think that's that's the point, right? Is that it is this it is this Jedi Mount Rushmore in mm. that it is like, it is a, it's a memorial. You shouldn't really be going through the metadata when Obi-Wan Kenobi appears to you as a force ghost. It's, it's considered Jedi rude to go through <laughs> where that source of that information is coming from. But I also like that when you do eventually beat uh, beat the 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 bad guy uh, name Jarek with a C, yeah, Jarek with a C. He's got like a string wrapped around his head or something, just like a black yeah. string wrapped over his eyes. Yeah, it's like this thing, like the ring black wrapped over his eyes. He has on like this knockoff like Batman costume that has like <laughs> these really awesome looking like logos on them. I guess that, like he kind of got his own des like logo designer. He went to like squarespace.com and got his own logo. Uh, and he also has like the like the piece de resistance, which is pencil drawn kitten whiskers. <laughs> can I can I just say that like they it's all that and you immediately know he's evil when you see him. And oh, then in that first FMV cutscene, they do a close up of his mouth and like licking <gasps> him licking his mouth. Oh my god, so I forgot great. about that. Oh my god, you're so like, so right. over the top. There's actually a lot of fascinating mouth action going on in this game. Uh, Star Wars colon fascinating mouth action. It's because like there will be there'll be scenes that are that last maybe like a few seconds longer than than would normally be cut, and it's just all of the like the evil characters standing around smirking at one another, but it's never consistent. Like you can't hold a smirk for more than a half second, so it's like this the strange just like. It almost seems like they're working out their jaw muscles in a way of just like, uh, but it's, like it's, it's, it's fantastic. I, I definitely recommend this for, for, for group viewing. Getting back to the FFV, they actually do some cool things with it. So first off, one of the guys, Maw, 
Ma, you, Ma, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Ma, he doesn't have legs. <laughs> it doesn't have legs. He cuts his, gets his legs cut off, and later you fight him as a boss, and he's like half robot. He's half, he's like half, man, half whatever race he is, That's half floating awesome. robot. Yeah, it's like floating around. I was a, it's a great, it's a great lightsaber fight to be fighting against a like floating guy. They do like connect the FMV to the game really well. Like it's mm-hmm. a little bit more stream, you know close together than say a resident evil or it just seems insane <laughs> uh, or, or like they just seem like two different things like a resident evil seems like uh, the fmvs don't feel like they're connected to the game at all if i buy but like you know you have bach who is a the makeup on bach b-e-o-c bach the crude i think he's called oh the the weird oh the the mascot character the weird like yeah. super pale twee like guy right the guy who kind of yeah who appears in like the 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 hut like in the the hut's but I, I had a question about that, that I've heard discussions before, and I think this is a very common uh, Star Wars lore battle, is about whether non-human races can be Jedi. And I feel like this game may have had a statement to say on this. Yeah, they just tore it open. Like, that was a question from the original movies, because you never saw any alien races being. But this game was just like, yes, no, they are. Sorry. They're just right. totally... <laughs> All... They're going to have them, and they're going to be more cool than you. Absolutely, because they're aliens and Jedis. And Doc's, I don't know if this is in, in the true of the novels, but he's the first dual lightsaber car- uh, Jedi, we, or, you know, dark dark Jedi we see in a game or on screen. He has oh, two lightsabers, awesome. Doc the I Crude. That's... He was the predecessor to Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. But there's oh, like One, one lightsaber is longer than the other. That's... Yeah, what? I guess it's <laughs> it's like having like a you know it's like here's your your yeah it's going back to like a like maybe like a samurai thing. It's like you have your your lightsaber, which that's like your katana, that's your life force, that's like your class, that's your class, just mm-hmm. in an object. But then of course you also have like your your wakazashi on the side, just mm-hmm. in case for this sort of thing. Going to show where my origins lie. Um, <laughs> but there's also like you know there's the twins. There's like the where well, there's like the 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 very tiny the mm-hmm. the tiny. Jedi with then the giant Jedi who has like a lightsaber that goes out for like a football yeah. field. Yeah, it's the lightsaber is the diameter of the lightsaber is like I don't know, it's like a soda it's like a soda can. Or it's like twice the size of a soda can, like just the mm-hmm. width of it. It's like he's wielding a pillar of death. Uh and then he's got this little spry younger brother, I guess, who's just also jumping around. Yeah, it's just like almost like I felt I think- like I just wanted to watch some of the, like a lot of these aliens. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to watch a lot of these bosses. Like you know this, you know this, and this Keanu Reeves guy. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not super into this guy. Or like the woman who's again her defining characteristic was again her smirk. But then we, again, when we have like, oh, here's here's the hoverbot guy mm-hmm. who I believe is described in a way that I adore. And it's, it's described in that way that I see a lot in Blizzard writing for like Diablo bosses, where it's we're gonna consider op- things like. Like concepts like fear and hate, that's like an energy source. That's like, and we're going to consider it to be like a physical manifestation. And then it's like, oh, every muscle in his body is an embodiment of hate. I'm like, oh, that sounds bad. But also what? Like, I, I thought that's not the job of a muscle. Well, fiber, maybe that's the job of a fiber. You know, maybe that's the metachlorian thing coming back to life. <laughs> maybe maybe we're we're unlocking the secrets the secret the secrets of medicine right now is like oh maybe if we just like ex- we just give them like a uh, like 50 cc's of joy right into their <laughs> arm they'll have happy arm and all the diseases will go away <laughs> jedi met Je- jedi doctor simulator 2014 <laughs> uh, i had a quick quick fun fact about all these fmvs by the way 
first time uh first time a lightsaber had appeared had been filmed and appeared on screen any screen since return of the jedi it was the first time they had refilmed okay. and like with live action people a jedi this, lightsaber oh i picked such a good game this game has so much clout like it's just <laughs> like it's like the most authentic star wars game in my opinion that's what I look for. You know, when I see a game that specifically has that license to it, yeah, you know, whether it is you know, we were talking about the Goonies two previously, or like any game that again like has a title that is or that is based on a, a previously existing uh, IP or license, it's a thing that video games often struggled with, especially at the time about like recreating what that experience would be like for you to be as a as the audience to be interacting with that thing, just to give you a similar strangely like the similar like dopamine reaction that you would get by watching that movie and say like yes yes you do that but in this case it's me i'm doing that that's right yeah i'm, I'm having a similar experience with the batman arkham games oh yeah like like closest thing to being batman is is those games like someone is, someone knew what they were doing uh, the stories on those are dumb but the, actual, sure, but the, the, the defining great. feature of the uh, arkham games is that you are batman and everything you do is batman and it's impossible to not be like batman even if you're like stumbling around and being an idiot and being awful with a grappling hook you're doing it in the coolest way possible which is what <laughs> batman would do <laughs> but, yeah but this thing has a similar thing this is what jedi do they get lightsabers they run around the universe they fight aliens and they do important things like find the MacGuffin of the Jedi. This is what it's like to be a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, and it's also it's also again like teach it's almost in a way like you are progressing also with the game is I've been on the record quite a lot recently saying that I I loathe and detest leveling as a system or at oh. least as a as a as an abstraction of of getting more skilled at the game. And in this case, like, this is something that seems a bit more believable, is that, like, you are you are learning how to use these powers in which that you are just becoming accustomed to as the character. Now, yeah, it is sped up to, a, mm-hmm. like, a pretty silly extent, but, <laughs> but in that way, like, becoming familiar with, like, a video game and becoming familiar with, like, the rule set to it. I mean, especially, again, like, you, know, you had said that this is this was, like, an introduction to you uh, for first-person shooters as a genre. I can imagine, like, you know, my first few first-person shooters, I was... I struggled with, but eventually to like to build up the familiarity, I guess, of the rule set that the game presents, and then being able to uh, create this this like cohesion to act or a parallel to what the character is then experiencing then within the world itself. I think like being able to have that connection is so important that somewhat that it's not relying on a system such as as leveling or or mm-hmm. accruing some other sort of collectible. With all that, I mean, do you want to go into final thoughts here, Jim? Uh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk a little bit, I guess, about um, how you feel as a kind of a final word. This game was was very was very meaningful and very uh, very impactful to you. Has anything changed about your your opinions of this from when you originally played it to now? I mean, it's hard because it's so entrenched in nostalgia that it's hard. For, and I haven't played it since I played it when I was little. Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, it's still perfect in my head. I have been looking up screenshots of the different characters we've been talking about and becoming slowly disillusioned to, <laughs> to the perfect, beautiful, crisp world that I had in my head and seeing the janky, torn down textures and like horrible color design of everything. And I'm much more aware of that stuff than I used to be. But you still have those experiences, yeah, right? You know, those will never get taken away. Exactly. Those experiences are still part of me, despite me being unaware of everything that was bad about it. And like just talking about it more is only making me more excited about it. and talking about how legitimate it feels. And as a part of the Star Wars universe, I think it's definitely accomplished that it set out to. So I am like super pleased with this game, except for the title, which I've always thought is terrible. Amazing. How about how about you, Kevin? 
yeah, you know, this was kind of my introduction to. I'm not going to say that title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's way too long. Uh, I had to kind of like flash back to like the first time I played Doom a little bit and like get into that mindset. Like, okay, this is coming from like the Doom tradition of first person shooter. And I feel like if in 97 had, you know, I played this, I, I felt like coming from that, it felt still good. You know, I, I feel like the FMV cutscenes, as cheesy as they might be, are actually kind of good are actually kind of good and like are well integrated into the game. Although it's complete overacting, I had no problem with how they animated all that too. I was like, you know, if this is 97, this shit looks dope. You know, this, this probably looks awesome. Like if you're a Star Wars fan playing a video game like this, I would recommend playing it. I still think it's okay. You know, AI is kind of silly. It's just, you can just walk up to their face and shoot them in the face. And that's pretty much the AI. Yeah, it, it, I would say it captures probably one of the first times I've seen or, or, or an example of capturing kind of the Jedi feel pretty well in in game form again just pick one dark forces or jedi knight come on come on lucas arts what are you doing <laughs> sure I, I, yeah How about I, you, I really it's a little tricky i guess going back to again like when I'm, I'm considering a lot of the star wars games that i that i played when i was young and again it's you know x-wing rebel assault i think when this one came out i was i think i was a i don't want to say over I just I wasn't necessarily quite as interested anymore I guess in the in the Star Wars world I think at that time I had gone like full fantasy I think like you know Baldur's the original Baldur's Gate came out like soon after and then that just that was my life for that time I think also Kirby had a big deal with that as well There's only so much so much room in my heart and Kirby all puffed up takes up a major part of it Well he's and full of air when he fills with air it just takes a lot of room I'm always kind of fascinated with how expansive I guess Star Wars has become or at least was at that time you know, obviously it still is too you know when we were going through the list of, of Star Wars games earlier and it's easily a hundred games in that list yeah. like that's 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 incredible and the fact that they're not all just shooters or space sims or platformers. It's like this incredible array of creativity with it that I absolutely adore. And I love that there is that much that it's just inspiring. I guess so much in people. I simply adore the, you know, the series by that, by that means, even if it's not, I feel that I'm not necessarily going to go back and rewatch the movies at all. And I think as a game, I'm going to buy this one and say Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2 does actually it does an amazing again it does an amazing job of creating the experience that people wanted in Star Wars games and I think that for a lot of games that tried to do a similar thing like like later on I never I I don't really remember getting a similar feel for it I don't remember that in what was like the the was it Jedi Out what was the N64 one was it Jedi Outcast No that um, one is where you play Han Solo clone um, yes. What's his name? <laughs> I mean, literally down to the point where it's the Millennium Falcon, but like a mirror image of the Millennium <laughs> yeah. Falcon. Like, like uh, it's, it's Shadow of the Empire. That's it. Oh, okay. yeah. That one's oh, bad. I, I, I had that. It's terrible. It's not. Yeah, well, Dash. That's right. Dash Rendar. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great name, right? <laughs> so, yeah, like, absolutely. Um, I kind of en and also I kind of enjoyed like, you know, going back and playing this and because it takes the features that I like in a first-person shooter and that it is fast and that lets mm. me just play in the space when the, like the very first couple powers that you can like get or get and are recommended to your game let me <laughs> mirror's edge I run across this you know the star destroyer right now thank you so much Asher uh, for joining us you know again you can find you know Asher's works you know threes and the threes puzzle juice and close castles are my like, three games I'm so uh, sorry it's okay Matt <laughs> <laughs> As someone who's played a demo version of it, it is a fantastic game, and I recommend everyone look forward to it. 
Oh, thanks. So is there uh, is there anywhere where people can can find you and follow you? I am best to follow on Twitter, twitter.com slash ashervo, V, like Victor O. Thank you for listening. One More Turn is produced, created, and hosted by Jim Staholsky and Kevin King. If you have any comments or questions about today's game or today's episode, please email us at onemoreturnpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any comments for us directly, you can tweet me. I am at Yonder Hillside. Jim. At Fuzziest Kitty. And Asher. At Asher Vogue. Do us a favor. Help us out. Rate us on iTunes or other popular podcaster sites. IED is courtesy of Pixel Hate off his album Men the Revolution. You can find more of his music at pixelh8.co.uk. Blue Pate is courtesy of Breakbeat Heartbeat and the Waveform Generators off Breakbeat's album 2206. You can find more Breakbeat music at soundcloud.com slash breakbeat heartbeat. Kevin, Kevin, what are we going to do next week? Well, next week, Jim, is show and tell colon game recommendations colon Star Wars colon Knights of the Old Republic colon Mysteries of the Jedi Sith colon. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite one in the series. Yeah.